Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie! What's going on, man? Frankie, there is a ton going on. First of all, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. My weekend was good. We did some venue shopping on Saturday. Ready? Yeah. Damn, Frankie yeah. wastes no time. These places book up, I've been told. Yeah. And then I spent the rest of the weekend at my dad's, uh, relaxing. Oh, at Rob Sussman's. Yes. Where he owns a beach. He does not own a beach. But he lives on a beach. He lives on a, a, a bay. Yes, sure. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was nice. It was very relaxed. It was great. Uh, and now, you know, today I walked in. I was a bit more stressed, to be honest with you. Um, but I, Why, yeah. I'm here. It's a good time, Greg. We're best friends. Yeah, we are best friends. But Frank, sometimes you stress me out a little bit more. Me? Yeah. What did I do? You didn't do anything this morning. Oh, all right. You, you've been very helpful this morning, actually. Yeah. And sometimes you just like. You out. Sometimes you're just like. I don't think this is not happening, and you get, and you get upset because there's just a lot of work to come, <laughs> and I just it stresses me out more. Today, you did, you, all you've done today has been extremely helpful. So thank you. Appreciate it. How well, was your weekend? It was good. Friday, uh, it was a roller coaster of a weekend. I'll put it that way. Friday, I went to the Yankee game. That was a great time. Probably the best game they've played in a while. It was very back and forth. They ended up winning. It was great. Yes. Saturday, um, I thought I was contracting hand, foot, and mouth disease. Really? Yes. It's disgusting. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, what made you believe that you were contracting this? So my niece actually has it. And we were walking, to, we were walking together, and she was in the carriage. And then Saturday night, I had a fever. My throat hurt. I was like, this is happening, for sure, 100%. I was getting ready to text you, like, Greg, I'm not going to be here this week. I have hand, foot, and mouth disease. Like, I'm dying. I was freaking out. Sunday, I woke up. I was perfectly fine. So, don't know where I got a fever and, uh, and a sore throat from, but it went away. Uh, so, that was good. Uh, and then Sunday, I had an NFFC draft, and yesterday, I went to the beach. Okay. It was, great. It was a very up and down weekend. Up and down, sounds like it. It was a good time. You're feeling good now, though. Well, there's one more thing. This morning, on my ride in... I mean, this is pretty much status quo for, like, riding the MTA subway system in New York City. Um, but somebody put their arm up to grab the pole to, like, hold on. Yes. And I don't know if you remember the commercial, but there was a commercial with Michael Strahan where, okay. like, he made a putt in okay. golf and, like, put his arms up celebrating. Right. And, like, the whole yeah, crowd yeah, yeah. passed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this. Oh. That was this. Greg, and at some point in adulthood, you need to realize... That if you're a stinky person, like a genuinely stinky person, and it happens, like, I'm sorry. If you are a stinky person, you should probably admit these things. Like, 
there are things that we do that we admit, you know, people might not like it. Like, doot, doot, doot. It might get under some people's skin. We love it. We can acknowledge. No, 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 no. We, no we love it. Greg. We, we love it. We can acknowledge. We can acknowledge that you know some people might get pissed off by it. If you're a stinky person, by the time you hit adulthood, you should know that, and you should put on extra deodorant. That's all I gotta say. Not, not put on deodorant. That is the opposite of what you should do on a 90 degree day in the New York City subway system. Because I had to get that off my chest. Do you feel better? A little you bit. Good. You look. You look very refreshed. To be honest, with you, I don't you feel know. great though. You look good. I don't feel great. I woke up, I'm tired, and I went to sleep early last night. I don't understand the way that the world works, Greg. But it's week one. It's week one. It's week one. Uh, can I tell you about my issue? What's up? So I, I have an issue with RCN Cable, who obviously uh, has our, our channel on their network, on their provider, I should say. Yes. Like I have the, uh, the Fantasy Best Friends Forever every day on my DVR, right? We know this because I have RCN. So RCN jacked up my price. Without telling you? After a year. Yeah. So year two, they jack it up. So I have a way around this. I change ownerships to uh, my roommate. That happens to be now my fiance, but whatever. It would be the same. <laughs> Just refer to Judy as your roommate. It doesn't because it doesn't matter that it's my fiance. It yes. matters that it's just another person. Yes. Right. So you, if you change ownership, they treat it as a new client, which means you get that first year deal again. So cable goes way down. I know you don't. You don't. We talked about cable in the past. Yes. So I still pay for cable, and I literally save like fifty bucks a month by doing that. Great. Awesome. So we did it on Friday after work. I went home. Like I had a whole list of stuff I needed to do, and that was on it. So I changed over our cable. So yesterday, she turned on The Bachelor in Paradise. I go to watch Better Call Saul in our, in our bedroom. Because you know whatever. She wants to watch The Bachelor on Monday night. Fine. Whatever. It says your account's been deactivated. You know, please call RCN. Call RCN. Explain exactly what happened. Please just reactivate my bedroom box. They couldn't do it. I was like, oh, what do you mean you couldn't do it? You, you, you did this. Why couldn't you just undo it? Undo it. Yes. Can't do it. I, go, I, don't, I don't understand. The earliest they can have somebody in my apartment to manually do whatever they have to do, Friday. So I go, I will not be paying for my TV this week then. And it was a huge uproar. They hung up on me one time. I got very upset. I'm very angry at RCN right now. Did you write an email? Did no, you yeah. Email writing Greg Sussman? I do have to email somebody else, but it's besides the point. I enjoy that. You're not afraid to... Speak my mind? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, when you are wronged in, like, whether it's a restaurant yeah. or, like, a waiter or something like that, you, you're going to give them a piece of your mind, Greg. Well, shouldn't you? You, you should. should. I'm paying a service. I, my service should be provided correctly. Yeah. If I was in a restaurant, I'm paying for a, a meal. I want it correctly. You know what I mean? I, well, I want it hot. I, you know. I don't know. <laughs> People don't care. Greg stuff. is fired up on a Tuesday. Listen, about it's... RCN cable. <laughs> I agree with you that you should. If you pay for something, you should get what you pay for. Mm. I agree with you for that. Sometimes I just don't have it in me. And sometimes, I mean, like most of the time, I'm just not like naturally not a confrontational person. So I don't. I don't really go out of my way to like argue stuff. Mm. Although there are times where I look back in hindsight, I'm like, you know, I should have done that. Mm. I just don't have it in me sometimes. You have it, though. You have the trait. And you should boast that trait. Thank you. Let's play some football. That's, yes. what, that's what people are here for. Yeah. Only took 10 minutes. Only took 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. Let's get right, let's get right into the football because we are live this weekend. The NFL begins. Not this weekend. Two days away. Thursday night football. Two days away. We'll be together. We are together. Mm. Watch the Thursday night football together. One time. Very exciting. Uh, right around here, too, which is cool. Is it? I don't even know where it is. It was changed. I know that. I just didn't know where the new location Much was. Much closer to here. Cool. Great. All right. 
So Thursday Night Football, we're watching together. It's the Falcons and the Eagles. But before that, we're going to treat this like a regular week, we decided. Other than tomorrow, we're doing, we're doing Corey a favor, basically. We're making our show to help his show. Makes sense. Right. I, if I were him, I would want to do that as well. I agree. They need the help. But nevertheless, today and the rest of the week, we're treating this like a normal week. So on Tuesdays, we would do waiver wire, right? Like we would think of who is available on the waiver wire for you to pick up as you get ready for week one. Because people are having their week one waiver wires go through tomorrow, I believe, right? Like we were talking about flex goes through tomorrow, does it not? Yeah, a lot of waivers. I know my home league waiver, I opened it up. The fab process will run tonight, yeah. overnight. So, so yeah, you got to get those bids in. Uh, flex does as well? Um, I think flex is like Wednesdays at like 8 p.m. Oh, Wednesday nights, okay. Or Tuesdays at 8 p.m.? I don't know. Check it out. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like, it's either at night or during the day. Like, it's either noon or 8 p.m. It's not overnight. I have a lot of money on flex that I've bid already. <laughs> see Dropping it all down. We'll see how that works out. So we're going to talk about those waiver wire guys. We're also, of course, on Tuesdays, we'll continue to talk about the updated headlines each and every day. You'll, you have the Monday morning quarterbacking, essentially. And then Tuesday, practice, practice usually start Wednesday for players. But we'll get certain injury updates. And that's how we're going to begin today's show, with those injury updates. Specifically, with a guy that Frank believed couldn't stay healthy this year. And that was Jarek McKinnon. He, he couldn't stay healthy through a practice, unfortunately. Uh, of course... Niners kick off on Sunday afternoon. Jarek McKinnon on the last rep of practice. Well, he fell to the ground as his knee went the wrong way. He tore not only his ACL, but there's other stuff torn in there as well. Uh, Jarek McKinnon will now hope to be ready to go for next season. Jarek McKinnon out for the year for San Francisco just days before the season began, which means the next man up is who? Matt Breida, who Frank all along has said may have more fantasy points than Jerry McKinnon this year. Uh, that's a fact now. Um, Matt Breida steps up. Alfred Morris steps up. These are the two guys that you need to know. Which one would you rather own, Frank? Yeah, I think this is, this is a tough call here. I think there's going to be a lot of splitting. And I will say this, just to start off, we're talking about week one. I don't know that I want either one in my lineup in week one because they're going up against the Minnesota Vikings. We know how great their run defense was last year. What did they do to that defense? They added Sheldon Richardson to clog up the middle even more. So I expect this run defense to be very, very strong once again this year. So uh, I, I don't want to start either one. You definitely, both guys need to be added. Uh, if I had to choose one, I think ultimately Alfred Morris is going to be the starter for this team. But I, I could see... No, one series for this guy, one series for this guy. It could be a game-to-game. Kind of, you know, what I said about the 49ers all along is that I think it was going to be frustrating. You wouldn't know week in and week out who it was going to be. I still kind of feel that way. But with that being said, you know, Jarek McKinnon was a third, fourth-round pick. Now you're getting these guys off the waiver wire, Alfred Morris, even Kyle Juszczyk, who I think we need to talk about. Yeah, Evan Silva brought him up this morning. Because there's a chance that he leads this team in receptions uh, out, out of the running back position because Matt Breida didn't catch the ball all that much in college. Uh, and Alfred Morris, we know, you know, dating back to his days with Washington, just never has been a big pass catcher. Uh, Greg, I actually had a stat of the day today. You didn't throw to it, but I will reveal it to you anyway. Yeah. And it involves Alfred Morris. His average season in the two years he played under Kyle Shanahan as his OC in Washington, 305 attempts, 1,444 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 10 receptions per year, 77 receiving yards per, yep. per year. He finished RB6 in 2012, RB18 in 2013. That's an average finish of RB12 overall. I think he's the guy. I think so too. I still want to own Matt Breida as well, just on that off chance that he's the guy, but Alfred Morris knows this system. 
He's familiar with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, this offensive line seems to be improved. Alfred Morris impressed in that final preseason game as well. Um, so I think early, I think the, the easy answer is I think a lot of early downs and goal line work goes to Alfred Morris, uh, and then like change of pace stuff, maybe um, like pass catching. It's either going to be Matt Breida or Kyle Ushak. But if I had to choose one, it would be Alfred Morris. But I do think both guys should be owned, Greg. Yeah, and I've said it. This is the McKinnon, McKinnon argument we had last week, right? Like I want the San Francisco running back, and I think it's it is clear now. Now Breida was never exactly a pass catching running back by any means um, in. Uh, in in college, and he kind of fell into that role last year. He is theoretically the Tevin Coleman in this offense. That is his role. Alfred Morris, I believe, will be the Devontae Freeman. The the goal line plunger will be the big back. He's going to get every opportunity to succeed now. If I had to choose one, it's Alfred Morris. Now maybe we'll see more of Kyle Uzcheck. I think we saw we thought last year we'd see more of Kyle Uzcheck. We didn't. That's why I'm not really in on the Uzcheck bandwagon. Um, but. I mean, on Brita, as a, is a Tevin Coleman like? If you were drafting today, I would draft Brita where you draft Tevin Coleman. I think that's fair. If you're drafting today, where would you draft Alfred Morris? So I moved both of these running backs inside my top 35. Okay. Is that crazy? Do you draft? But like just inside. I mean, look at my ranking. Because I don't. I haven't pulled this up in a while. You know, if you put them inside the top 30, then you start to move them ahead of guys like Harryon Johnson and Jamal Williams and that range. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I have them. I have Alfred Morris in the same range as I do Adrian Peterson and Peyton Barber and Chris Carson and guys like that who are like the starters for their teams, but they're like questionable starters for their teams, if that makes sense, Greg. Yeah, I think they are, as I look at my rankings, they're, they're top 30 guys, for sure. Top 30, both of them. They are. I don't think there's any doubt about that, to be honest with you. I just think it could be a somewhat frustrating situation. I'm literally updating my rankings I have a draft tonight. So I'm doing this right now. Do you want to wait to talk about how much fab you want to spend on these guys, or you know, no, while no, we're talking about no, these guys, do it, do it right now. If Alfred Morris, yeah. Matt Breeder out there, how much are you spending? Hundred percent. So basically, if if a top thirty running back was out there, how much would you spend? Like if a if a Peyton Barber or a Chris Carson or Adrian Peterson or even guys who are ranked just above that, how much would you spend for that player to get him? I think Matt Breeda is universally owned already. He's owned in seventy four percent of the leagues. He might be yeah. out there. But Alfred Morris is only owned in 59%. So he's still out there in you know, about 40% of leagues. This is according to CBS ownership. If you really want him, I could go as high as 20%. But the number that stood out in my mind where I'm going to feel, what I'm going to feel comfortable spending on him is 12 to 15. So 20 and I'm probably not going to get him. 20% is the number that came to my mind also. And that is because it's the same similar number they're giving you with Adrian Peterson, right? Like that is the sim- the, the, kind of the same spot with AP and Alfred Morris. I have to ask you, and it's, it's not dissimilar because you have a big back in AP and Alfred Morris and a passing down back in Chris Thompson and, and Matt Breida, theoretically. Now, if you had to choose one of these guys, who would you rather own? Matt, uh, not Matt Breida, Alfred Morris or Adrian Peterson? Or Matt Breida, I'll throw all of You've already said Morris over Breida, so. I still have Adrian Peterson ranked the highest of this group. Really? I think it's very close, though. I think, again, like you said, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, but I like Washington's offensive line. I know they've been banged up the past couple of years. Yeah. But when healthy, they have a very strong unit. I like the 49ers as well. I just think I think roles are defined a little bit more so in Washington. I don't think the team trusts Robert Kelly at all. I don't think they trust Samaj P. Ryan. I think it's Adrian Peterson on early downs, Adrian Peterson in the red zone. Chris Thompson's going to get his you know 8 to 12 touches as sure. well, uh, especially in the passing game. But I think... I trust Adrian Peterson a little bit more for consistency, whereas 
with the 49ers, I could see it being one game this guy, one game this guy, one series this guy, maybe a little bit more inconsistent, but it's close. I, I'd I'll love, take Adrian Peterson. I'd love to see just like Fat Rob be the starting running back on this team. Yeah, and then I eat my words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think it's really, really close. I, I think both of them, if they're both available on the waiver wire, I think you put the same amount on it. Um, everybody knows I'm in love with the San Francisco the Kyle Shanahan system and the offensive line there. I think it's very, very strong. Um, I think it's hard. I, I think it's really, really hard. But I'll say this. I, I, I'm always try to, to recommend to people to be super aggressive early when they do a fab. These are two yeah. spots right now that have potential to be healthy for 16 weeks. Not guys you're not... Guys, you're speculating on later on. I know you want to save that fab for what could come next. These two guys are here right now, and they could be helpful all year long. AP, I'll boost a little bit up. I think 21-22%. If you really want Alfred Morris, that 18-20% to range. It's a little Uh, bit. And if you were a Jarek McKinnon owner, you have to go over 20% for Alfred Morris. In my opinion. Okay. Uh, We'll take a break here. When we come back, we haven't touched on Le'Veon Bell at all and, and the holdout and him just not being there. Because we didn't think it mattered. Well, we're five days away from the start of the Steelers season. I think it's time to say it might matter. Le'Veon Bell, and if we're worried about him when we come back, next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Get your season ticket to Fantasy Glory right now with the 2018 Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. It is not just a draft kit. It's a full season package that takes you from draft day to championship week. It features in-depth analysis from some of your favorite fantasy sports radio experts. Go to rotoexperts.com, use the promo code FRANKYTANK to get 10% off the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Set aside a spot on the mantle for that 2018 championship trophy. Also remember that Fantasy Factor's free million dollar Survivor Contest is now open. Sign up today for a chance at $1 million. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Frank, have you looked at Survivor yet this week? I haven't. Do you do Survivor Pools? I'm going to do the one on Fantasy Factor. I usually jump in probably like a few other random ones that I could just find on the internet. I paid for one over the weekend for like, yeah. a, a, like 100 bucks or whatever. I never have one that I pay for, though. True. I, I, but I do play, for sure. I paid for one, 100 bucks. Um, I think there's like 2,000 people in it or something like that. So pretty nice chunk of change. Um, give me a quick look. We'll analyze this more. This will also be a thing for us during the week uh, where we kind of take a look at some of the um, top games on the board and, and where our heads are at. I guess my top game right now would be Baltimore at home against Buffalo. Does that make sense? That makes sense. They're... They're one of the biggest favorites right now, too. They're, uh, they're minus 7.5. The Who are the biggest favorites this week? Saints at minus 10. Home in the Dome against Fitzpatrick and the Bucks. That's a good one, too. It's a different game, though. Yeah. I mean, no, it's a good one, but I think you'll be able to find another game throughout the year that you'll like to use the Saints. I don't normally care Maybe about that. Maybe the next that. time they play Tampa. I don't normally care about that so yep. much. I, I just want to win now and just get out. Yep. I think I lean... I feel very good about Baltimore, I think though. I lean Baltimore. Like, give me Peterman. Like, I, I'll face Peterman. You know what I mean? 
There's nothing more Buffalo Bills than they just released a uh, a Nate Peter and hype up start like did it hype you up? Our QB one starting yeah. video yeah. on their on their Twitter. No, it did not hype me up. Sorry, all you Buffalo Bills fans out there. Sorry, Florio. We miss Sorry, you, Florio. We miss you, bud. Oh, we didn't even text him. We should have been like our condolences on Nate Peter season. Bills Ooh, the best. I saw an interesting tweet too. Um, and Mike Leone actually retweeted and was like, this is my nightmare. Okay. Is that the Bills are just dreadful this year. Right. They have a top three pick next year. Right. They have an opportunity to draft the next best quarterback. Right. And they don't because they just drafted Josh Allen. Maybe Josh Allen will be good. I mean, maybe. Yeah, there's certainly a chance. Oh, you, know, you know who will need a quarterback? The Giants. But, you know, they're going to win 10 games, according to Chris Venture. Sure. The Giants are... <laughs> Giants are such a disaster this weekend, man. They were like an absolute disaster. Like everything they did. Was, cuts and stuff? Dude, they cut their back of quarterback for no reason. They kept four quarterbacks on the roster on Saturday, and they got Davis Webb, the guy that's been number two all, all summer. And, of course, Davis Webb was the reason we did, they didn't draft Sam Darnold. It's a yeah. joke. It's and an Pat Turner came out and said he, uh, he's comfortable with Kyle Lalletta as his QB2. Yeah, I read, so I read that full quote before Roto World had it. Mm-hmm. If you were comfortable, wouldn't you give him more reps as a number two? Just wondering. Didn't look great. No. Didn't look great in that final preseason you game either. Say, you could say like he looked bad. Two or three interceptions in that one half. It's not good. Not good. Giants are in big trouble. Um, okay. So fantasy owners at number one and number two all offseason long selected Le'Veon Bell. And I remember last year, I think this exact show, I was like, are we concerned that Le'Veon Bell like, hasn't shown up yet? And everyone was like, no. And he showed up the next day and it was no big deal. And yeah, he didn't get the full workload week one. By week two, he had like 40 touches. So it was fine. But I think we have to bring up the question again. He did not report to camp on Labor Day. The first practice of the week will be tomorrow. Mike Tomlin says he has not been in touch with Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if that's just posturing or whatnot. Um, Kevin Colbert, the GM of Pittsburgh, is disappointed in Le'Veon Bell. This seems a little bit more contentious than it was last year at this time. Are we reading anything into this? No, I think it's a legitimate story. Um, and, you know, we brought it up last week that Le'Veon Bell could be cut from this team. And you laughed at us. I did. Just probably still laugh at us. I would. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, there's more coming out today. Uh, Like you mentioned, Mike Tomlin said uh, he hasn't been in contact with Le'Veon Bell, but this can literally change on the drop of a dime. Like, Le'Veon Bell just shows up, and then I think we're good. Like, you said he's not going to have the full workhorse in week one. I heard them talking about it on Carton and Friends. Does he get 20 touches? If he shows up now, even if he shows up this week, I'd say probably not. I don't think he gets 20 touches. Uh, He didn't last year either. So he could get off to the slow start, but um, yeah, look, if you own Le'Veon Bell, you need to own James Conner. You have to. And even if he's a free agent, if, if you're draft passed already, you got to find a way to get this guy. Um, we actually, I have a league where I drafted Le'Veon Bell and I didn't get James Conner. What is and your... He's already owned, so uh, what, I don't really have a backup plan here. What is your, oh, not backup plan, but like what is your level of fear right now when it comes to Le'Veon Bell? Today, Tuesday. On a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. As a Le'Veon Bell owner, I'm kind of scared. Really? Not owning James Conner. Um, put it at like a five. Okay, what if he doesn't show up tomorrow? What does that jump to? I think like every day it goes up. One number? Yeah. Tomorrow's a six. If he gets to like Friday and he's not there and I don't he's own James Conner. He's not going to play. Then yeah, my panic level is the highest it could be. Because I don't have my first round pick who's just supposed to be my workhorse running back. If you were drafting tonight and Todd Gurley goes number one, who do you take number two? Not Le'Veon Bell. You don't take Le'Veon Bell. No. PPR, David Johnson, anything else. Ezekiel Elliott. All right, then if you have number three, what do you do? Whoever didn't go between David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. So what would you do at number four? 
Take Le'Veon Bell. So if you think and, then I, and then I take James Conner later on. Make sure, like, even if you have to pull him off the board. Like five rounds early, you don't care. Ninth or tenth round. Yeah. Take James Conner. Someone tweeted me yeah. last night and said he had the fourth overall pick and he took Antonio Brown. And Le'Veon Bell was there. And he didn't like the way the team turned out. It's so funny because this whole conversation may be completely moot by, the, by, by tomorrow. By the time, sorry, by an hour from now. Yeah, by the time that nothing. you guys are listening to this on demand, right? Like it could but be it's worth obsolete, talking about. For sure. But I think you like have to. James Conner is a guy that we should be talking about for waivers as well because he's only owned in 46% of leagues. So if you are, if you are not... I'm a, picking him up even if I'm not a Le'Veon that Bell. That was the question. Absolutely. Yeah. What if something happens where Le'Veon Bell just doesn't show up? There was a year where Vincent Jackson just held out for like half the season. Yeah, I don't. There's been no indication Le'Veon Bell's yeah. going to do that. that. And it doesn't make sense why he would do that because he's right. already indicated like, look, this is my last year in Pittsburgh. I'm going to leave. But what if he's just like, screw the Steelers. You guys didn't want to give me the long term contract. All I wanted was financial security for right. everything I did for you guys. I'm not playing this year. Right. It we sounds need to add James Conner. Yeah. Just on the off chance that that happens. It sounds like. Um, it sounds like that's obviously not the case of Vincent Jackson. Like Khalil Mack would have been a Vincent Jackson potential guy, yeah. right? Like He didn't get the, the trade for Chicago, which we'll get to in just a, a moment. Um, but Le'Veon Bell, there is, I agree with you. There is, seems a legitimate reason to be nervous. I was nervous last year for naught. There's just tea leaves that are just like, like Ian Rappaport tweeting like, here we go. Like, I don't know. It's a little bit different this year. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's happening two years in a row, and I think last year, someone asked me this, when did he report last year? And I'm pretty sure it was the Friday before Labor Day, wasn't was it? Was it? Let's see. I think that's what it was. I, I couldn't find out exactly, but at this point last year, he was in camp. He was there. September 1st, last year. So, yeah, right, right around Labor Day. Well, here it is, September 1st. Right today, today's September 4th. Labor Day last year was on September 2nd. He reported on Labor Day, or the day before Labor Day last year. He did not do that this time. I think you have to be slightly, slightly so, worried there, about it. I think a five is fair. And how, how, much do you, how much do you put on James Conner if you're the Le'Veon Bell owner, if you're not the Le'Veon Bell owner? Great question. Um, if I'm the Le'Veon Bell owner, <laughs> if I'm the Le'Veon Bell owner, I'm putting like 12% on it. Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going as high as 15. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking 12 to 15%. Hey, you don't want to have to blow it, but that... Ultimately, that's your fault for not drafting him. Correct. Like, you should have drafted him. Correct. Every, every time we said, look, if you draft Le'Veon Bell, you, you also draft James Conner. If you draft Todd Gurley, you also draft John, John Kelly. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yep. If you draft David Johnson, make sure you get Chase Edmonds. Uh, so it's your fault. You have to spend your fab for, get, uh, for not drafting James Conner. But if you didn't, you got to go as high as 15%. If, if you're not a Le'Veon Bell owner, probably 8 to 10%. Yeah. I think 7, I 8%. Complete, something like that. Completely agree with that. Yep. Completely agree. I think that's that. where we're at. Hopefully yeah. by the time tomorrow he's there, though, because I'm freaking out. Yeah, I, I get it, man. I, I, I completely get it. I actually do have a draft tonight. I'm very interested to see where Le'Veon Bell goes. I have, like, as you have videos, I have the 11th pick, 7th in the first round. Like, if he's there at 7, I would obviously take him. It won't happen. Yeah. Um, crazy. Absolutely. You never crazy. know. I'm very interested to see, though, from my perspective, like, where do I take... If, if James Conner's sitting there, do I take him? And then have Ransom, potentially. Or it's a complete wasted pick. How early, yeah, how early. You know, like that's, that's a pick that could be completely wasted by someone that's not leaving. Once the, the top 40 running, back, running backs go, and you get into like that group that where they're just PPR backs, like yeah. Theo Riddick, Gio Bernard, uh, guys like that, and like backup running backs who actually have a role in their team, like Doug Martin, once you get outside the top 40, I think you could pull the trigger on James Conner. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, I mean, the next couple of days, if I'm you, I'm just trying to trade him to the Le'Veon Bell owner. Sure. 
Sure. Holding it, uh, yeah, that ransom, like you said. 844-843-6879. It's 844-843-6879. We mentioned Nathan Peterman starting for the Buffalo Bills against the Ravens. Woo! He's not the only backup quarterback that will start. Nick Foles officially named the starter for Philly. And I think we kind of saw this coming over the last month, Frank. Yeah, Carson Wentz, he's getting closer. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see him in week two, maybe week three. Obviously, uh, after this game, they have the 10 days off. Um, they'll play the following week. I, I believe it would be Sunday, right? I don't know if they have like another primetime game after that, but I don't think they do. So he has that time to get ready. Um, and we're getting a lot of questions about like Nelson Aguilar. Obviously, should I start him? I read something interesting about Aguilar um, is that obviously he played much better in the slot last year. Um, and they have stats that justify it. Like his slot numbers versus outside receiver numbers are drastically different. He was much better in the slot. They're talking up the fact that this team can run out Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard a lot on Thursday night and just kind of go with like the dual tight end approach, whereas one of those guys will fill in at the slot receiver, which pushes Nelson Aguilar to the outside, where he will potentially be faced with Desmond Trufant, um, and he just overall hasn't been as successful as an outside receiver. So... I think Nelson Aguilar is kind of a polarizing player for week one, Greg. Yeah, I, I, it's hard. It, 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 it's hard. You know, Nick Foles is somebody that, obviously in the Super Bowl, he stepped up. And during that entire run, he stepped up. But Nelson Aguilar's entire research, I mean, not even research, his breakout really is a better word, came, of course, Carson Wentz as the quarterback. The Eagles in general are banged up. Like, I like the Falcons in this game. What's the sp- what is the spread right now? The Eagles are still minus two and a half. They're still minus two and a half. I, I don't, it's hard not to like the Falcons, though. Falcons money line, right? Yeah, it's like, that's hard. That's not crazy. I think I might throw something on it. The Falcons right now are plus 115. If you take the spread at plus two and a half, that's minus 115. It's hard. Why don't you just take the money line at that point and just yeah. try and count on the Falcons winning this game? It's hard. I think there's a chance yeah. they could. I get it. There's a pretty good chance. I get it. It's hard. It's hard not to Nick like the Falcons. Nick Foles has looked like an absolute dumpster fire. We saw the Super Bowl hangover last year when the New England Patriots got trounced by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That could happen this year too. Hundred um, percent. I feel like the Falcons like things are good for them. They're prepared. Defense looks g- solid. We're expecting Steve Sarkeesian's offense to take the step. Everyone's healthy. Julio Jones came out yesterday. I mean, obviously, this is, I guess it's not coach talk. It's player talk. Uh-huh. But he said this is the healthiest he's felt since 2015. That's nice. For what it's worth. That's crazy. Uh, that's there nice. Julio Jones, too. Everyone's, everyone's healthy. I like the Falcons in this game. I love the Falcons in this game. Right. So we're, we're both in this. Right, let me see here. Uh, okay. Nick Foles, the starting quarterback this week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of old guys, Antonio Gates, back with the Chargers, very clearly did not want to be at training camp. And now he's back. <laughs> Most obvious. Be interested to see uh, what kind of shape Antonio Gates is in after an, an offseason where he thought he would be retiring. Um, but, you know, some people have actually already asked about uh, how much fab do you spend on Antonio Gates? And to me, the answer is not much. I agree. I think he is a Whatever. high-end tight end, too, sure. uh, especially in a standard league. He's Fine streamer, I Touchdown think. dependent. Um, yeah, you'll play him against teams that have struggled against tight, uh, tight ends, obviously. But I still think this team is going to run a lot through Keelan Cole in the red zone. I think we're going to see a lot of Mike Williams, uh, the draft pick from last year, who is, you know, should have a, a, a very serious role in the red zone this year. Uh, and then they're going to run the ball a lot. So I, I'm not sure there's going to be many targets to go around for Antonio Gates. I think he's a, a solid tight end, too. If you wanted to pick him up for depth, you know, 3 4% fab, not much more than that. 
Okay, so there, so there you go. Uh, that's what the Antonio Gates. I, I agree. Is there any negativity? Does this do anything negative to Mike Williams, right? Like, he was supposed to be the big red zone guy. Antonio Gates is back. No, I don't think so. Nothing. No, because I think all along we kind of expected Antonio Gates to be back, or at least, you know, we did on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just, I think Antonio Gates kind of takes the back seat this year. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. So you think this does affect Mike Williams? I do. I do. I think there's a, you could say what you want about him taking a back seat. But we've seen it with Antonio Gates and this connection with Philip Rivers before. Like it's been like this for a decade now. Antonio Gates I mean, immediately one stepped, more year older. I don't think it matters. I, I think Antonio Gates is literally only going to play in the red zone. Like you're not going to see him on the field other than that, other, outside the twenties. Three hundred and sixteen yards and three touchdowns last year, Greg. Yeah. What did Hunter Henry do though? Like Hunter Henry's not there. Yeah, but I think that's why I think. A lot of the Hunter Henry production that we expected, a lot of that goes Mike Williams' way. So I don't know. I think, a lot, I, think, I, think I think Antonio Gates, when it's all said and done, the end of the season, he can have like 500 yards and five touchdowns. Right. That's fine. Yeah. But I think a lot of what Hunter Henry did last year, plus what the second wide receiver did last year, whether right. it was uh, Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, I think a lot of that goes towards Mike Williams. By the way, our buddy uh, Jim Sands over at FanDuel yeah. loves Tyrell Williams this week. Yeah, against the Chiefs defense, who looked absolutely brutal yeah. in the preseason. Uh, he's super, super cheap, especially for DFS. I don't, I'm not picking him up and starting him in, in season long. I think that's getting a little bit too cute. Okay. But in DFS for, I mean, what you expect likely a minimal price for Tyrell Williams, I could get behind that as a GPP, GPP play. Um, I'm more likely to put Mike Williams in my lineup in season long if I were to put one. That makes one. sense. But I've, everyone's been all, all over the Mike Williams hype train, and I completely understand it. Wouldn't shock me like Tyrell Williams starts as this number two wide receiver here this week. I think he is going to start. Yeah. I think he is going to start. But I think we see a lot of three wide receiver sets here. Um, and I think as the season goes on, Mike Williams kind of takes over as this team's wide receiver too. 844-843-6879. A lot of those calls. We'll get to you guys right after the break. Uh, I referred to the Khalil Mack trade earlier on uh, in the show. Mack traded to the Bears. I guess it was on a Friday now at this point, right? I think Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, it was two first rounders and a third for Mack and a second. Is that correct? I know there was definitely two first rounders I involved. Fir- I don't know. I, think, I believe it's two first and a third for Mac and a second. If you're a Jets fan, are you sad that the Jets don't pull the trigger on Why that? are we talking about the Jets? I'm just saying. This has nothing to do with the Jets. I'm a Jets fan. I know that. It does. They were kind of in the Khalil Mac sweeps. They were never giving this up. All right. I you, agree with you. You don't want them to give this up. No, nah, I don't think. And I, I have a lot of holes. So here's the thing with the Bears. Like a rebuilding team. Well, I, I think you're you're I think you're a year away from this for the for the Jets because I think what the Bears did is exactly what the Jets should do a year from now. You have an established young quarterback that makes nothing. This is the time where you have to go for it. This is how the Seattle Seahawks won a Super Bowl. This is how you see the Chiefs. Well, one of the reasons the Chiefs got rid of Alex Smith. You open up so much cap space and availability uh, to your team when you don't have. A high-priced quarterback. You're seeing with the Rams and Jerry Goff how much how, they're extending everybody, including Aaron Donald, who for a brief period of time was the most the highest-paid defensive player in history. Now it's Khalil Mack, and I give the Bears credits for opening up their checkbooks and opening up their team uh, to Mack and, and doing exactly what uh, they had to do to go and get Khalil Mack. Um, are the Raiders going to suck? Are the Raiders going to suck? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're you're now agreeing with me this whole Gruden thing. Like uh, no, I mean, I still like some of their offensive pieces. Like, for fantasy, I like Marshawn Lynch. I like Amari Cooper. But overall, their defense is not good. It's terrible. They just traded away one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And, yeah, they were already not great. Right. And then you trade away Khalil Mack. So I think the defense is going to be brutal. I still think the offensive players could do enough to be fantasy viable, right. what we expected out of them. Yeah. Dorian Nelson, by the way, 
Number two wide receiver, Martavis Bryant, no longer on this team. Another head-scratching move for John Gruden and the Bowlers. Well, that's a high sign for He's older. I saw that. We'll be back with your calls and more waiver wire stuff coming up next. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. DailyRoto.com is putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season by entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have the chance to win big this year alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein, one of the only men to have won two separate million-dollar prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profit that week? All good. Your name gets tossed back into the hat the following week. Head on over to DailyRoto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action in your share of $25,000. That's DailyRoto.com slash sweat. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payments of winning. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI runs sign-up and deposit promotions year-round and for a limited time using the promo code FANTSY. BetDSI is offering up to $2,500 bonus on your first deposit. So use promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. And that's BetDSI.com. The promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Head on over and start winning today. Frankie. Frankie. Let's go over the phone lines. 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. And if I was uh, a listener, viewer, watcher of this program, I'd be so annoyed at the host, meaning me, because I did something now two years in a row. Two years in a row. They did it. Hit me. Last year, I drafted Alvin Kamara in an auction. All right? He's a good player, obviously, now. Third string guy at the time. And you remember a, a handcuff that everybody was extremely high on last August? Hmm. Nothing's coming. The handcuff was Jonathan Williams. People loved Jonathan Williams in Buffalo. So I wound up cutting Alvin Kamara before the, long before the season started for Jonathan Williams. Of course, Jonathan Williams doesn't make the team, and Alvin Kamara becomes Alvin Kamara. This year, I drafted Mark Ingram in several places, as you know, and I wound up cutting someone for Jonathan Williams. <laughs> I think I cut, like, Mike Wallace, so whatever. Yeah. But... I cut somebody, a player that I drafted, for Jonathan Williams. Because he was going to be the starter, and he looked good in the preseason, and everyone talked him up with New Orleans. Well, Jonathan Williams was once again cut after the preseason. And I officially believe, much like Jeff Janis, the fantasy community believes in this guy more than any NFL coach or any NFL organization does, for whatever reason. I will no longer be drafting or picking up Jonathan Williams anywhere. And as a Mark Ingram owner, I sat here being like, what do I do? Now, Florio in our chat this weekend was talking up 
Boston Scott. And I honestly said, who the F is Boston Scott? He's the guy. He's going to be the kick returner, it looks like, for New Orleans. And he was seemingly the guy that took Jonathan Williams' job. That lasted one day until the Saints went out and signed Mike Gillisley. If you're a Mark Ingram owner, do you A, pick up Boston Scott? Do you B, pick up Mike Gillisley? Or do you C, pick up neither of them? If I'm an Ingram owner? Or Ingram yeah. owner if you're an Ingram yeah. owner that theoretically backed up Ingram with Jonathan Williams, yep. what do you do? Yeah, so we have this dilemma. We, are, mm-hmm. we own Mark Ingram in the GST League as Team BFF. Uh, Austin Scott looked pretty good in the preseason. He had 25 rushes for 121 yards, 4.8 yards per attempt, uh, and a touchdown. This team went out and signed Mike Gillisley to a one-year deal. I think he fits more of that Mark Ingram role, more so than Boston Scott does. I don't think anybody knows. If I had to choose one, and there's like no running backs on the waiver wire at all, that it's just like barren, and you know you just want to drop Jonathan Williams, I would pick up Mike Gillisley, but I don't think that we'll really know who that Mark Ingram replacement is until after week one. Yeah, so I think my answer to that is also Gillisley, right? Like, I'm, the Gillisley is going to be the guy, I think he is the short yardage back. I think you see a ton of Camara, but, and stick with me, I remember it was a couple of weeks ago, Frank, that you were saying, maybe it wasn't even you, but people were saying, what if Ingram doesn't get his job back? What if there's this love-hate thing continues with Sean Payton, and Jonathan Williams all of a sudden becomes the man? But Jonathan Williams isn't on the team anymore. And maybe, sure, maybe Sean Payton will fall in love with Mike Gillisley, but I think if you draft Mark Ingram in that fifth or sixth round or wherever you had to draft him, I think you feel kind of comfortable right now that his role is pretty secure when he comes back. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, it, is, it is annoying that you only get Mark Ingram one game for the first six weeks. A little taste. Because, little taste. you know, he has the four-game suspension, and then they have a bye in week six. So, I, so I, that is very annoying. So I used to be— But uh, I do agree with you. I used to be like on that side of things also. Like it, it bothers me. You don't have him for the first four weeks. Realistically, you don't have him for the first five of six weeks, and then you could be dead. That's what I always said. But you're also like almost more equipped to handle that because however you handle marking over the first four weeks, you can handle that in week six also. Like you're actually prepared for losing Mark Ingram in week six rather than having to figure it out almost. And maybe you'll have different players by then, but like week 10 by essentially, you know? So like nothing really changes ultimately. Just go back to whatever you were doing the first couple of weeks. Fine, all good. And then for the entire stretch run, for week seven through your championship, you have Mark Ingram. I think there's something to say for that. Yeah, and he should be a high-end RB2 once he returns. Uh, but I do agree with you. Look, Jonathan Williams was getting talked up as the guy. All these fantasy outlets we saw uh, were talking him up once again. And it really came as a surprise that he got cut. So I think it's you know Mike Gillisley, Boston Scott, those are the next men up. But I think you know Boston Scott is probably more of that uh, special teams player. We've already you know, referenced that, and we've talked about that. So uh, that'll be his role on the team. There's certainly a chance that uh, he does, uh, that he gets a few carries. But I think uh, Mike Gillisley is closer to Mark Ingram uh, than Boston Scott is. So I would Theoretically leave Theoretically so. Yeah. But again, I don't know anything about Boston Scott, so I could be totally wrong with this. More on the waiver right in a moment at 844-843-6879. Let's hit up Caesar in Arizona. What's up, Caesar? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? Yeah, uh, my question is about the waiver wire. I wanted to pick up two of these guys, uh, Devontae Parker, Josh Doxon, Allison, or Crowder. So I think, it's a great, 
So you want two of those four. It's Geronimo Allison, it's Jamison Crowder, it's Josh Doxson, and it's Devontae Parker. Four guys that we have yeah. seen on, on waiver wires here um, at this time. Well, not four. Three of them we've seen on waiver wires pretty consistently. Uh, Jamison Crowder is an easy pickup for me. Like, you, you grab him, there's no question about that. Now, when it comes to the other three, I think it's interesting. Devontae Parker is always a name that's now there at the end of drafts, right? And you're like, man, at what point do I just do this? Josh Doxson, I haven't had any inkling or feeling to be like, oh, let me do this. I want nothing to do with Josh Doxson this year. And then Geronimo Allison's a name I own everywhere. So my answer would be Jameson Crowder and Geronimo Allison, pretty yep. easily. Yep, and that's my answer as well. Uh, some people are still hyping up Josh Doxson. It seems it's like... Standard, by the way. Standard league. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, look, Josh Doxson, he is a standard play. He's a guy that you expect to score some touchdowns. But Geronimo Allison, he's one injury away from being a top 30 wide receiver. He legitimately does have that upside. Uh, Josh Doxson, I don't know that he fits the skill set of Alex Smith all that much. And I think I agree. the first three reads in this offense on nearly every play are going to be Crowder, whoever's playing tight end for this team, and Chris Thompson as the receiving back. I tend to agree. I, I think you want a lot of Chris Thompson. I think you want a and lot they of brought it, They James paid Paul Crowder. Richardson, too. So I, I just think there's a lot of targets. No, there, I, I completely, I'm, I'm done with Josh Dawson. Let's hit up Heavy in Kentucky. What's up, Heavy? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on? Hey, uh, I just got a question. I got uh, Matt Stafford and Drew Brees this week. Which one would y'all start? Matt Stafford or Drew Brees? It's Stafford on Monday Night Football against the Jets, and it's Brees at home Sunday afternoon against Tampa. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, I think this is a good question. I, I could see the Jets and Lions game being closer. Obviously, the, we mentioned the Saints are the biggest spread on the board right now. They're minus 10, so there's a chance that they just kind of like run the Bucks into the ground and then just run the football a ton. Uh, but given the fact that they're in the Dome, I'll still take Drew Brees, but I, I think it's pretty close. I think it's close also. I have Brees ranked um, higher to begin with, so I'll take Brees in general. But it's a good matchup for Matthew Stafford uh, against the Jets. And it's funny because one of my leagues... Uh, I'm a little bit desperate. It's one of my Mark Ingram leagues, Frankie. Um, and thanks for the call. And I want... Um, I'm starting Theo Riddick as of now. Is that, like, ridiculous? In a, is it a full PPR? No. Half PPR is your, what, flex? Yes. One of my two flexes. All right, well, yeah, two flexes. I could see him being a second flex. Look, the Jets have never been great at I think, covering... I, I think he's arguably my first flex. All right. Well, <laughs> look, I don't think you feel great about it. Obviously, that's why you're asking me. But uh, the Jets have never been great at covering receiving running backs, uh, pass catching running backs. That was my thought. Out of the backfield. So, uh, yes, they, they drafted, uh, not drafted, they signed Avery Williamson to help that linebacker core to kind of help shore up um, covering running backs. But he did not practice today. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, I, I think it's okay as a flex. You don't feel great. You don't love it. You don't hate it. I think it's all right. Yeah. Um Actually, and speaking of some of the notes from this weekend, uh, Jordan Wilkins, it certainly seems like it's going to be the starter for Indianapolis here this weekend. He was kind of put on ice during that fourth preseason game. Uh, Marlon Mack does not look like he'll be ready to go. Um, I, I've read a lot about Kristen Michael and Jordan Wilkins. Would you feel comfortable starting any of those guys? Either of those guys, I should say. I think, I think Jordan Wilkins is in the flex discussion, okay. but uh, kind of similar to Theo Riddick. I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I the, think it's the, more the, of like those, a wait-and-see approach. Those are my two flexes. <laughs> All right. Would you like to hear my other options? Sure. Uh, I could start Michael Gallup. I kind of like that. You like that one? Yeah, I like that. I could start Rashard Matthews. Carolina, start Rashard Matthews. not very good. Start Rashard Matthews. Tennessee against Miami. I like that, too. Yeah, I like both of those options. Better than Wilkins and Riddick? Uh, I might keep Riddick in there. Again, with Wilkins, I'd rather, I'd rather take a wait-and-see approach. Sure. The offensive line did not look good for run blocking in the preseason. 
I kind of want to see how the Colts offense just comes out this weekend. Uh, I don't really want to start Jordan Wilkins in the first week. You start Dante Moncrief against the Giants? Yeah. Or I would I, start Matthews or Gallup over Wilkins. Or I could start my guy. Your guy. Geronimo Allison. No, I'm not doing that yet either. Not doing that one yet either. No. Okay. So maybe I'll start well, either Matthews. I just, we haven't Matthews, seen Matthews is more of a question mark because yeah. we just didn't see him all preseason. But we have no we idea Gallup is really. Like, what the deal is with Gallup? I think, my opinion, I yeah. think him and Hearns are cemented as the outside wide receivers okay. for this team, and Cole Beasley's in the slot. What about Terrence Williams? Is he healthy yet or no? Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Right. I don't think this team goes out and drafts Michael Gallup if they really loved Terrence Williams. Right, I guess Same thing goes for Alan Hearns. Why uh, do they sign him if they like Terrence Williams? Well, Terrence Williams is a bum. Come on, Greg. I Believe me, I, I know that. <laughs> but the Panthers' secondary sucks, so I understand wanting to get some exposure uh, in that matchup. All right, so it's either, so either Gallup or Wilkins, you say, for me. Yeah. yeah I guess that makes sense. 844-843-6879. That's 844 uh, Before we take any more calls, I want to uh, say about our YouTube audience, Frankie. Uh, we appreciate you watching. We, we appreciate uh, all of your support. Um, tomorrow, we will combine with the Fantasy Football Frenzy for our last draft of the season. It'll be a best ball draft, and we're in it. A bunch of you guys are in it, so we thank you. Um, and we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Frenzy, of course, is next. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes, on your podcast, if you're listening live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, know that we're going for another five minutes or so. We're here for the next five minutes. The Fantasy Football Frenzy is next. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like. Rate us five stars. And, of course, leave a comment. Week one, waiver wire. We mentioned a bunch of them. We mentioned Alfred Morris and Matt Breida and James Conner. Uh, I mentioned Rashard Matthews just a moment ago. He's available in over 65% of CBS.com leagues. Are you buying Rashard Matthews? To a certain extent. Uh, I don't think he has the same role in this passing game as he has in years past. I think we're all kind of expecting Corey Davis to take that next step. We were expecting that last year, too. So there's always a chance for Rashard Matthews. He seems like the go-to guy for Mariota alongside Delaney Walker. I'm not putting much down on him, but in a few leagues where he's available, I've put down 3 or $4 bids out of $100. Okay. Just as, you know, like a wide receiver six on my team, like a third bench wide receiver. Yeah, I think... I think you could do a lot worse than him as your third bench wide receiver. I'm kind of interested in, like, potentially starting him this week against Miami because there is a connection with him and Mariota, and I think as long as he's healthy, you know he's going to be out there. He'll, he'll give you something. So I, I kind of like him. Also, of note for Tennessee, Delaney Walker has stated he will play this week. He's been out most of the training camp with a toe injury. I will say I think Rashard Matthews is probably safer for week one, but Gallup is the upside play. Fair enough. Let's go to Meatball in San Francisco. What's up, Meatball? Meaty. What's up, guys? Hey, I got a question. I'm sure you already touched on the whole Le'Veon Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell situation. Yep. But uh, so I, I've got him and Marshawn starting. It's a 12-team league. The waiver wires are barren. And on my bench, I kind of got guys who are either injured or kind of scrubby. So I've got Ronald Jones, Rashad Penny, uh, John Kelly, and... Uh, who else do I have? I think that might be it right now. So I'm just trying to think of who I could do in a flyer in a 12-team PPR league. Well, you need to start one of these guys? Or are you saying... Yeah, I mean, I could pick someone up, but just about everybody's gone. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't even know what Rashad Penny's role is going to be in week one. Same thing could be said for Ronald Jones. Jones, right. Yeah, if I... If I had to choose one of them, it would probably be Ronald Jones, but I don't even know what he's going to do in week one. I right? might say it's Penny. 
just coming back from the injury, going up against a Denver Broncos do, defense. Do we know that Ronald Jones is ahead of Jaquiz Rogers on the draft chart? I don't even know that we could say that. I guess. Look, we don't like any of these guys. I mean, if you could... If you could find out who's on your free agency and call back and let us know or just tweet at me at Roto underscore Frank and, and let me know who's on your waiver wire because I think there has to be somebody, anybody, who you could start over one of these guys, whether it's just like a PPR pass catching back or take a shot on like a Jeremy Hill. You know, a name that we haven't mentioned yet, Greg. Uh, do you have any interest in Jeremy Hill as like a one no. of your three or four running backs on your bench? I don't. I'm not doing the Jeremy Hill thing until week one where yeah. he scores three touchdowns and then I'll worry about Jeremy Hill. I think he's clearly behind every single running back we've mentioned today as a waiver ad. Yes. Even behind the New Orleans Saints guys. Yes. But if you're in a deeper league where maybe you own Burkhead or you own Sony Michelle, I'd take a shot on Jeremy Hill. They chose to cut Mike Gillisley and keep Jeremy That's Hill. That's true. Um, and they were, they were talking him up during the preseason as well. But Jeremy Hill, Mike, like Mike Gillisley last year, may be inactive on game day. He may be inactive on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you'll know that early in the morning. If that's the case, <laughs> drop him. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a deeper league. Throw it out there, Greg. See what happens. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. Uh, other players out there, they mentioned on the Carton and Friends this morning. It was John Ross that people like, are excited because John Ross has the pedigree. We've talked a little bit about him throughout the summer. You just stashing John Ross just to see what you have? Yeah, for sure. I, I think he is a, a deeper stash. He's behind. I almost consider him a rookie because he didn't do anything last year. Yeah. But I would. I think he's behind some of those other names that we've talked about. Gallup, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton. I think those guys have more of an, an immediate impact, but he's in that range. Mm-hmm. He's like a stash wide receiver uh, who has upside. So I would rank him behind all those guys. I will say this. Week one against the Colts, I would start him over any of the players that B-Ball just asked us about. I agree. Yeah. Take a shot. Take a shot. Scores a 50-yard touchdown. Would you, would you start him over a guy like Jordan Wilkins? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, cool. I wouldn't go that far. Plus, Thanks, I would man. start Gallup over John Ross. He was, or Gallup over John Ross. Okay. Um, you mentioned off the air to me, when I start the Bears' defense this week, they're only 50% of the leagues. Of course, they just acquired a Khalil Mack. And, Frank, you're reading the front seven. I mean, it's really, really good. Would you start them this week? I don't think you can against Green Bay. No. No, I think this is another wait-and-see approach. And it sucks because you want to own a defense with this much talent, and you can't really stash a defense because then owning two defenses is kind of wonky. Um... But there's a lot of talent on this defense. I'm not starting them week one against the Packers, though. I can't do it. There you go. We're done. Coming up next, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Jim Day, Chris Venture, and, of course, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. For Frankie Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope.